This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of takes that chance 10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Play down the left and Moy stayed onside. Here's Mounier! 2-0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League. One two against Tonga. Here's Moy right footed. 1-0 Huddersfield Town. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round to Gea. 2-0 Huddersfield Town. 2-0 Huddersfield Town. Here's Sanka to turn it into the pass. Yes. And Tomlin scores. Tomlin has scored. One of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history. De Plattras forward. De Plattras got the better. Yeah! And Laurent De Plattras scores. Laurent De Plattras scores. So, it's a double dose of the warm-up, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the warm-up episode 26. Joining me, your host, Brady Frost, to preview Huddersfield's games against Brentford and Norwich. He's a man who's making his second appearance on here. It's the Town Social's Cameron Pope. How are you, Cam? Not too bad, thank you. Keeping well in uh, lockdown number 17, or, uh, or so it feels. But uh, it's been a nice international break. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, trepidantly, I'm going to say I'm looking forward to the return of, uh, of Huddersfield Town Football Club. But I don't want to speak too soon on that front. It's what I like to hit it, mate. I mean, if if we get thrashed on Saturday, uh, it, yeah, we might say different, but I like it at the moment. Um, anyway, two is better than one, but three is the magic number because uh, Johnny Cam and I is Paul Quinn, Tadcaster Albion manager. How are you, Quinny? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, very well. Good to hear, good to hear. Uh, yeah, just quickly, we spoke about it off air, um, but obviously um, season season ended for yourselves. Um, just wanted to check how you, how you and the uh, lads are feeling about it. Yeah, it's um, obviously people will have different views on what should happen and what shouldn't happen. I know the women's games in a, in a similar position as well. But for me personally, my personal opinion is that there was no other option really but to sort of curtail the season. So 
I think I think it's the right decision. Um, we can start fresh in the summer. We're going to do a few bits and pieces towards the end of the end of the season, but it gives us a chance to plan and, and hopefully get a get a proper proper pre-season in. And we were training in bubbles of six last year and there were all sorts of things we had to do around testing and things like that. And it was pretty much a, a nightmare. Um, so fingers crossed this season we can have a bit of a clean slate and, and start fresh. Um, famous last words. We'll see how, see how the next few weeks goes. Well, we'll do, man. We'll be keeping a close eye and uh, yeah, all the best. All the best. We'll see. That's but right. we are here to talk about Huddersfield, mate. No, no, no more talking about Tadcaster, mate. <laughs> get over it. Anyway, uh, I'm joking, of course. So we're, obviously we're going to look at Brentford and Norwich. So this is a bit of a double bill, but uh, we are going to start with the Bs, uh, which is Brentford. So um, obviously we have an international break. We don't know any the team news. So if you're listening to this, um, if we've picked a player who's suddenly been ruled out, um, it's not our fault. But Brentford are, are fourth in the league uh, with 68 points coming into this comfortably in the playoff uh, places. Um, they've won 19 matches so far this season, but they have, during the last two league games, they've sent so-called lower opposition this season, uh, Forest and Derby, who are obviously in a similar position to town and league. Um, just had a quick look from stats. I don't want to step on your guys' toes, but what was quite interesting to me was most of their goals have come in the last 15 minutes. Uh, they scored 25 uh, goals, uh, which is like far higher higher than an, uh, uh, kind of any time period in the game. Uh, and two of those came, of this 25 goals, came in the 3-0 defeat for Huddersfield last time. That was Corbyn's second game in charge. Uh, so it feels like a lifetime ago, but um, I'll come to you first, Cam. Um, obviously, we recovered the match briefly, but uh, it's been a while since we had you on as well. So um, you can talk about the previous match, but also how have you uh, found Huddersfield recently? Well, it's, it's been interesting. Um, I feel now that the ante has started to lower itself. Uh, I was rather worried a few weeks ago because I came out very early in the year in the town social. I think it was back in December. And I said, right, town is safe from relegation now because of the, the uh, first half of the season we had. And I was advocating that we went for it against Plymouth. And I still I still want to say that that was the turning point. Um, I'm not sure how much, uh, how much sense there is in that, but it seems to be that it's been two very different halves of the season. We've slipped since then. And it looks like we've bottomed out now and we're ahead slightly of the curve. To, uh, to, 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 to coin a popular phrase at the moment. And, and I think personally now, looking towards the end of the season, I'm hoping for a dead rubber. Um, for the neutral, that's not great. But the reason we're here is because we're not neutrals. And so looking into it, okay, difficult fixtures as well. But I think we've meandered through some pretty strong obstacles so far. And a lot rests on the clean bill of health of the side. I'm glad that we've finally seen um, the squad start to be padded out towards the end of the season. I think it's happened a bit too late to press for anything. But Looking now at the standard of the championship this season, I do feel rather confident that Huddersfield Town have got enough in the tank. I look at the teams below us and I think really there's just too many candidates down there now and there's too many games still to be played um, on the board. But, you know, looking back to the last um, to, to the last Brentford game, um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was such a difficult one really to watch as well. Um, town players quite obviously bowled over by the excellent facilities down at the Brentford's new ground. We drubbed 3-0 hardly in the game. Um, and what was staggering was it was a typical town performance in that we had all the possession. It was nearly 60%, um, if I remember correctly. Um, and yet none of the territory. Um, we cleared, and this is a fantastic um, stat they're going to pinch from Stephen Chicken, so I'll give Stephen a bit of credit here. But Town made 32 clearances in that game. So Town hoofed the ball clear every three minutes in that game. Bees did it six times, all match. Uh, okay, on paper, they were the better squad than us, but we, we did we offered no resistance. They hit us high and they pressed us back into their own half and we didn't have the nous to play through them. We were going long over the top and it just didn't work out against them. Um, so, and again, you look into it and you think, well, 
these are the worst kind of team to play at this um, at this stage of the season. Um, they're in fourth now. Their game on hand in Watford means that they're still harbouring hopes of automatic. And really, if you look at it, they're in a carbon copy of the state we were in um, around this period in 2016, 2017 in the, um, in, in the promotion season. A few weeks on from now might have been ideal. They might have been resting players um, for the players, which let's be honest, barring a major landslide they're going to they're gonna get. So, you know, think Wagner at Birmingham. Um, but that's the problem now. They've got everything still to play for. They're still gunning it to try and catch um, the top two. Uh, and not their brightest run of form after that massive unbeaten run that took them into February. They started to show signs of fragility. So they're out with a vengeance now. Um, and also the thing to look at is they score a lot of goals. You know, 65 goals have scored, and that's the league's highest this season. Um, formidable team. And so, you know, to set the scene for this one, this is going to be a real test for Huddersfield Town now. And perhaps it's good to come into the after the international break and play against them. But going off the previous performance and also the, the, the sort of team they are, I don't think the importance of uh, and the difficulty of this one can be understated. So this is why I bring you on, Cam. Detail from the previous game, whereas I would have just said we were crap and Brentford were good. Quinny, what about yourself? Um, well, just both questions, really. Um, do you remember much of that game? Uh, and also, um, not had you on for a bit, so how do you think Huddersfield are? And do you think, like Cam, will probably be uh, safe safe from relegation? I think I'm I'm optimistic as always that will be um, <clears throat> that will be all right. I think at this stage, my only slight concern is the games in hand. If Rotherham have got over us, but maybe still three games in hand, that's the only slight concern. But I do think we've got enough games ahead and enough points we can pick up to to seal that security. And I think to be fair, if we I think if we'd have got three points against Chef Wednesday, if we'd have converted that one into three, I would have said we were definitely over the line. So I certainly don't think we're far off. Um, been interesting with the additions we've had recently. Obviously, two players who play in similar roles. It's obviously been identified as something we need to uh, plug the gap in. It'd be interesting to see what part those two play um, between now and the end of the season. Both are coming on similar terms, really. You know, the free agents, uh, not not assigned to a club, maybe not match fit. So it'd be interesting to see what role both those players um, play between now and the end of the season. But for me... Um, I just want to touch on Brentford because I've been fascinated by Brentford over the last few years in terms of the way they've structured the club and run the club in recent times. Um, you know, you look at some of the signings they've made and some of the um, profits they've made on their signings, people like Neil Murphy and Hogan going to Villa and to name a few where they've made a net profit off their signings and been really sort of astute with their recruitment. I think it's been a fascinating watch and anybody that's sort of done any digging into them around like the Moneyball theory and, um, you know, the way they've gone about things. And then how we're also trying to go about things at the moment as a club as well. You know, you'd almost say that we're going down a similar model to what Brentford have got now with the B team and, um, you know, emphasis on recruitment. You look at where the two players have come from recently. They've got a French background. A lot of the Brentford recruitment's been around that league as well. So um, for me, it, it, they're, they're a fascinating watch. Um, lost in the playoffs to Fulham in the summer. Uh, they'll be coming... You know, it's interesting because I think they've reacted really well to that. That could have gone two ways, couldn't it? Where they have a really positive response to it or they have a negative response and completely fall off a cliff. And on the contrary, they've, they've had a really positive response to that and will be wanting to right a few wrongs, I think, between now and the end of the season. So, yeah, really, really looking forward to the game. I think, um, you know, we, we're almost in that position now. We've got nothing to lose and Brentford are going after it and probably make for a good game. Having said that, I would imagine now it would be a down nil nil. No, I've just said that. Well, we'll see. Where, we'll see, mate. It's live on Sky, obviously. But yeah, you, you make a good point about um, Brentford trying to, you know, and their recruitment because obviously Town are trying to do that. And obviously Mark Devlin, who's our chief exec, was at Brentford. So uh, 
No, fair point. Um, we'll, we'll talk about key players for Brentford, and I, I'm sure we'll it'll be like this when we talk about Norwich as well. But there's quite a few to choose from, so um, I'll come to you first, Cam. Who who have you singled out for praise? Well, it's quite an easy one for Brentford, really, isn't it? You've got to look no further than Ivan Tony. Uh, 28 goals um, this season, and 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 just our look, they were team. They seem to be meeting the two best strikers in the championship um, within a few days of each other. Um, he's a formidable lad. Okay, he's got a goal in each of his last three, and he's actually got 12 in his last 12 appearances. So the lad is uh, on some sort of hot streak at the moment. Brentford's, of course, long-term worry is is will they be able to hold on to him, especially if they don't go up. But you know that, that's not the problem for Town at the moment. The short-term worry is can we do what for Darby and Blackburn failed to do uh, earlier in the month and keep him quiet on a Saturday lunchtime. Um, I don't know, to be quite honest with you. He's got an incredible goal scoring record. Um, he's the easy option, though. So, to, to you know, to credit where credit is due, they've got a very strong front three of, uh, of Brentford. I like that 4 3 3. And um, Brian Biumo and Sergi Canos uh, outside him, they've come in with 16 assists between them this season as well. So, he's not doing it on his own. And I wish it was as easy as to say that they're a one man team playing around a uh, playing around a central figure. Um, they're really not. I would have said, though, I would have said perhaps uh, Matthias Jensen, their midfield catalyst, but I've noticed he's played, he played 75 minutes against Moldova. So I was watching the team news avidly tonight because uh, Denmark are playing Austria as we record this and he's on the bench. So I was quite hoping to see him uh, playing some part in that, at least get a little bit of fatigue in the legs. It's, uh, you know, any little helps against uh, against a side like this after the um, after the international break. Um, so perhaps he won't be as fresh as, as Thomas Frank might have hoped, um, but you no, know, certainly with that front free, Tony, you have to say, is the man there. Uh, to watch and to try and keep quiet, but they're so strong going forward, and that is definitely the thing that's going to cost it. That's going to cause town the most problems. Absolutely, and I think um, you know, like we, uh, Quinny talked about Brentford's recruitment. I mean, you know, replacing Ollie Watkins with Ivan Tony. I mean, Ivan Tony, I think he's what is it nine games, eight games left, and he he's got a chance of scoring the most goals in a season in the championship. Um, so yeah, what what a signing. Didn't want to you know from Peterborough. Didn't want to swap Reese Brown with us, but you know whatever. Um, what about what about yourself, Quinny? Who have you singled out? I'm, I, I'm going to go the other, other end of the pitch. I, I definitely had uh, Ivan Tony pointed out, but I'm going to go Pontus Janssen just purely because I don't think they've lost a game with him in the side this season. I know he's been out with injuries and suffered with that a little bit this year, but uh, they've, had, they've only had three clean sheets. He was involved in two of them. Um, every game they've played, they've, they've not lost a game, which for me says a lot. Um, I know that probably doesn't sit well with him being an ex-Leeds player, but for me, he, you know, that that's pivotal in terms of when you look at the record and look at how they've played when he's in the side. And he's, he's a leader, isn't he? He's a born leader. You see the way he plays the game and the way he's vocal on the pitch. I think that's absolutely massive. So, yeah, I think you look at, if we keep Tony quiet and, you know, we can we can do some damage at the other end of the pitch. Interestingly, um, similar defence records to Town as well. I think we've, we've considered 28, they've considered 27. Only three clean sheets versus our four. Um, another interesting stat, they've scored in both halves seven times, whereas we've only scored in both halves Half once, which almost tells the tale of what Cameron was saying earlier as well, as not only as it being a tale of two <coughs> halves to the season, probably two halves to games as well, where we've been electric for 40, 45 minutes and then died a death. Either way, sometimes it's been first half, think back to Middlesbrough, played really well second half. Sometimes it's been first half where we've flown out of the traps. And uh, yeah, I think it, it, it poses for an interesting game again, I think. No, definitely. Um, I'm just going to jump on what Cam said as well. I singled out uh, Brian and Mbwemo because obviously last season they had Ben Rama and uh, and Watkins, but Mbwemo was uh, was part of the the free the BMW if you like, and he's got ten assists this season, and uh, I think he got the third goal against us last time. And I, whenever I've seen him, I've you know he looks 
he looks the real deal. And I'm, I'm surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Brentford don't go up this season if he's not in the Premier League so rather than later. So um, they got a lot, a lot of a uh, lot of options, like you say. But so do we, because you know the injuries. People are coming back. Um, quite a lot of players to pick from now. Uh, Danny Ward is fit. So who knows? But um, key players, Quinny, who have you gone for town for a key player in this match? Um, gosh, good question. Um, I'm going to go for, I just think, again, I, I pick him quite a lot, but I think Pipper again, I'm going to go for him. Um, I just think when when he's getting on the ball, when he's getting himself into advanced positions, when he's, when he's you know, getting forward with purpose, I think we look a real threat. And I think a lot of energy comes through him. So, yeah, I've, I've probably chosen him a couple of times before, but I just think he's so fundamental to the way we play and the way that Carlos wants the side to play, whether that's on the left-hand side, which he's been doing recently, or on the right. Um, I just think he's, he's key to us in terms of, you know, all those uh, sort of penalty box entry runs that I know Carlos and Biel sort of big on, like the fullbacks getting into those positions. I think when he does that, he, he, he gives us a real threat and real purpose um, going forward. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Pippa again. I think that's a great shout. Obviously, he's played quite a lot for the under-21s for Spain. Um, I suppose I'm going to open this to both of you. Going, I'm going off script. I can see the panic in your eyes. Um, interesting, when Stephen Chicken, I think the other day, he was talking about you know the lineup for next season. Um, he wasn't, well, he, reading between the lines, but he didn't really mention Pippa. Um, do you think Pippa's done well enough to potentially get a move you know, or for a big club to, I hate to use the word big club, but do you think uh, someone might be eyeing him up to, uh, to get him off us? Well, it's, it's, it's no surprise, perhaps, to, to, to suggest that he's been courted. Um, do I think that he's been a standout performer since he arrived? Yes, absolutely. You'd be, you'd be crazy to say not. Do I think he's Premier League quality? Um, no, I don't think he's quite there yet. He certainly has the potential to be. But how many uh, young under-23s do you see coming through and never quite realising that? So he's got work to do before then. He's still, of course, a very young man. Um, but, of course, that's not to say that he might do what people like to call a sideways move and stay in the division. Uh, I would like to think that under Carlos, who's obviously worked with youth coaches, uh, worked with the young players um, for most of his career, in fact, I'd heard that he felt he could develop under him. Of course, they've got the, the, well, the compatriots, aren't they, and everything. So you've got the, um, the Spanish backroom staff. You hope that that would help as well. Um, but I suppose you can never say. And so I imagine it would be to another Spanish club, uh, another championship club, if he was to stay in England. Um, so for me, I personally didn't read too much into that. Um, but then, okay, of course, you can never get too comfortable. He's definitely been our most attacking outlet um, behind the front too. Uh, I'll be gutted to see if he if he goes. To be quite honest, because he's someone that I'd uh, I'd I'd pinned out um, for the next couple of games as well. But again, talent it, talent is attracted everywhere, isn't it? And you can never tell. What about you, Quinny? Do you think uh, Do you think I'm just staring the pot for no reason? Do you think it'll be here next season? I think they'll definitely be interested on him. I think if you're playing under twenty one football for. Spain and you're playing as well as you are for a championship club I think naturally there'll be people that'll be interested in him and the way he plays will be attractive to a lot of people the energy he has and you know the, the sort of ability to make those runs again and again and again is for me something that Premier League teams may be interested in I think it's a million dollar question is he good enough to step up to Premier League I think it's one of them where you know you don't know until somebody takes a, a calculated risk on him but you look again you look at the Brentford model we've got him at a snip if we sell him on at a big profit, then for me, that's brilliant business. And I'm sure, like we said, with the likes of Devlin and what Lee Bromby's doing around recruitment at the moment, that'll definitely be something on the agenda about that, that profit we can make over players and, and the sell-on. Can we find somebody at a snip and then sell them on? Um, give them that platform in the Championship, which we know is one of the toughest leagues in Europe, gives people a really good platform to, to show what they can do and show the pedigree and, and move on. So um, I think they will be interested in definitely. 
No, I think you're right. Anyway, I'll stop, uh, you know, making listeners panic about us selling the best players. Um, I'll ask you for your key player who is still at the club, uh, Cameron, not in my fantasy world where I'm getting a <laughs> move. Who, who are you picking out against uh, against Brentford to be a key man? Well, to be honest, I was tempted to say Ryan Schofield because um, they made 44 shots uh, on goal in the last three games of, uh, of Brentford and 21 of them came against Forest last time out. Although, interestingly, OK, you can also say to that only five points from the last three. So they can be stopped. You know, they're not, they're not, in, they're not infallible. Um, the keeper will have to be on top form because I don't envisage us being able to cope with them um, too much with that front three. However, he's not the man I'm going to pick. Um, I was tempted to say Harry Toffolo, but of course, we're waiting on the uh, press conference tomorrow. So we're waiting to see, of course. Um, I think there's more to be seen from Yaya Sanoga, etc. But what I'm going to go for, and I'm going to end up with egg on my face if he doesn't make the uh, if he doesn't make the the, the match day twenty. Uh, I'm going to say I'm hopeful of Isaac and Benza um, being being raring to go. Uh, and the reason I say that is his prowess from set pieces. Uh, Town's opportunities are going to be limited, but they are at the best of times. We know that, so we need to take the chances we have. Um, if Pepe plays and he has played two and a half games on this international break, so to be honest, I could see him getting rested for and, and to wait till Tuesday. I hope I'm wrong. Um, if I do, I want to see that. I want to see him cutting inside. I'd like to see him on his weaker flank, um, cutting in, trying to uh, trying to um, draw defenders into overcommitting. Because if we can get any free kicks in and around the box, we've seen we've seen this season a number of occasions what Mbenza can do. Um, and so for me, for an outside of the box one, really, I'm going to have to say Isaac Mbenza will be someone I was looking out for on Saturday. No, I think that's it. I think that's a great shout. I've actually picked him for the for the Norwich game, but a similar similar reasoning. Um, I think when we get chances, it might be those, you know, kind of free kicks outside the box. So I think that's a good shout, mate. I, I've gone for, uh, I've gone for Jonathan Hogg. Um, I mean, why not? I, 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 you know, again, I think he's probably been our player of the season. Uh, you know, obviously still a little bit to go, but I think he's, you know, he surprised me. I didn't, I didn't think he'd fit well into this system, to be honest, at the start of the season. But um, I've picked him against Brentford because I think he will kind of, you know what you get with Hoggy. I think he's going to get in their face. He's going to disrupt play, and also um, his ability to kind of turn has, has improved. And we haven't won a game when he's been uh, not been inside this season. So I think, particularly when I look at Brentford's midfield, you've got De Silva. You talked about Jensen. They've got good players everywhere, and I think this is a game for Hoggy. You know, uh, he's going to be up for it, and um, you know, hopefully, I know he has that recurring hip injury, but hopefully, the two weeks and national breaks, you know, giving him a bit of time. So. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, we will see anyway. But uh, yeah, return to the Mac. Um, who wants to go first, Quinny? Do you want to go first? Have you got a pick for this one, or is it? Uh, yeah, only Brent? one pick for me. Um, of recent times, sad loss for Huddersfield Town recently, and um, you know, to mark his memory, I think Frank Worthington's the only man I can go with um, for this game and for for the Norwich game as well, just as a tribute to him and. Um, what he did for the club and the character he was off the field as well. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, in memory of, of a, a great Huddersfield player um, and, you know, somebody who was lived in the area as well for a long time, I think it's got to be, it's got to be Frank Worthington. That's a lovely shout. And obviously we, you know, um, condolences with the family, but there were some lovely stories, um, you know, coming up out of Frank. He was uh, the, uh, he, the word gets used a lot, but he was a character. Some of the stuff was, you know, hilarious that we heard. Um I think that's a that's a great choice, Quinny. That's a lot better than what mine's going to be. But uh, I'll come to you first, Cam. Yeah, I, I can't rival that, to be quite honest with you. I actually picked Frank, uh, I think, last time I came on for the Preston game. And it's someone I'd have in the game from, okay, this is way, way before my time. Um, from what I've been told uh, and what, from what I've seen, 
uh, just look, just looked to cut above. And always such a such a personable man as well. He used to sit uh, in the director's box up until fans couldn't come anymore, right in front of where we used to um, commentate from. He always had time for everyone as well. You know, even in his deteriorating health, he obviously still loved the club. Um, you know, so a, a great loss. But but my 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 first that I'd like to see back uh, um, returning to the Mac for this one um, would be, and I, I might get a few pelters for this from the from the town social lads, but I'm going to say I want an inform Terence Congolo. Okay, the sort of man who, in his early days with the club, notwithstanding how it all ended and uh, slightly acrimonious split, he would deliver at least one goal-preventing challenge in every single game. He'd be seemingly wrong-sided, and yet he'd still win the ball from improbable range. And given he did it against the creme de la creme of the Premier League, I think Messrs Tony, um, Canos and Mbiuma, they would be easy pickings for him. Uh, I don't want the um, the, the Terence Congola that looked to down tools. I want him that came in uh, on loan and, uh, and looked the business. So uh, an inform top of his game Terence Congolo showed up the defence uh, yeah would do for me that's a great shout mate I mean you know I yeah I think that's really good um, I had a similar thing with Phil Billing um, didn't didn't win the poll I think Quiddy's going to win the poll single-handedly here um, so I'll kind of go uh, for, a, for a choice that I, you know I'll kind of use it up um, but I, I picked Alan Lee um, I like Alan Lee Obviously, fond memories when uh, when we played Arsenal and got that goal. Um, also, just so I can use the story, James, who's come on the podcast before, um, he had a friend who's a Mad Town fan and bumped into Alan Lee. Uh, and I think Alan Lee had had a few drinks and um, he just said to him, oh, you're a Huddersfield fan. Yeah, yeah. Look, I know I'm shite, but I try. And uh, I think I will respect that. Respect that from a man who uh, puts an effort in. So, um, yeah, he was a good lad, Alan. So I've, I've gone for that. Uh, but we will see. I think that's. Uh, I think Super Frank is going to win hands down, though, Quinny mate. So we will see. I mean, if but anyone any- was going to challenge uh, Frank, it would have to be Big Alan. Uh, uh, there's no, no one, no one has quite had everyone behind them in the same way. Uh, up until that Arsenal game, no one wanted to know. But, but I've actually, I've actually, um, I've actually played Alan Lee at tennis. Uh, really? I played him at a doubles tennis game. That's my like Huddersfield Town slight, really tenuous claim to fame. But uh, me and my mate played him and another friend at, at, at tennis down at down at Edgerton. Must have been in his second season at the club and apparently he's a really big tennis fan and I must have been about 14 at the time and he comes across and he's a really big bloke isn't he as he comes past you and I don't know that's that's the day I know I knew the meaning of starstruck people say they have like have, have boy bands girl bands whatever no it was the day that I met Alan Lee had to be I love that did you win the tennis game or did he did he we you? did we, we played oh. a set and I think I think to be honest he was dragged down massively uh, <laughs> by my mate who was uh, who was playing with him so I, I was uh, I, I wouldn't have wanted to be his doubles partner though because I would have been so scared of, uh, of, of of letting him down so I was quite happy to be on the other side of the net to him I like that I like that and obviously I was going to say the elbows the elbows were always key you need that, oh yeah it? that's true that's true no definitely another reason to be on the other side of the net no, absolutely, absolutely. So anyway, um, we'll come to pick our coach. Uh, what our coaches? No, uh, we're going to be the coaches. Um, we'll talk about our lineup soon. But before I spoke to Billy from Be Sotted, um, which is a Brentford fan podcast, um, he was saying he's expecting a, a tough game from Huddersfield because we've frustrated him in the past. And um, here's what he had to say. Cool. I'm uh, joined now by Billy from the uh, Brentford podcast Be Sotted. How are you doing, mate? Not too bad, Brady. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you're doing better than us when we think of our teams, anyway. Um, yeah, but we will, we will... yeah, most definitely. To be quite honest with you, I'm actually feeling quite good because it's been international week, and as you know, we decided to uh, because we've all been jabbed up, all my crew and uh, from the, with the vaccine, we decided to have a little bit of a way day down in Brighton yesterday, all socially distanced on the beach, 
uh, got on the train for the first time in, I don't know, in 13 months. The last time I got on the train was when I went away to Cardiff last season. And it was such a weird feeling getting on the train, you had to put the mask on, going down on this away day with your mates all meeting up. We had the Brentford flag on the, on the, on the beach there itself. We had a few beers. We just chatted all day. And it was like one of those old school away days, you know, when you went to the game and almost like the football, you, you didn't see the game. <laughs> you, you had so much fun before and afterwards and the game was sort of irrelevant. It really did seem like an away day. So I'm actually feeling quite pumped and invigorated after my little Brentford away day. Yes, whereas you did send me those pictures and I was uh, I was working in a very hot office, so uh, I'm very jealous, mate. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about uh, Brentford before I, I get even more jealous. But um, obviously, fourth in the, the table going into this match, um, had that great uh, unbeaten run early in the season. But how have you kind of rated the season so far? It's a bit of a strange season for us, you know. Obviously, there's a lot of pressure. You know, last season, we did very well. We had a fantastic side. We just missed out the last hurdle to our rivals. Uh, I can't say the word, but you know who they are. Anyway, they beat us in the playoff final. And uh, and so it's frustrating. Then, obviously, we lost uh, a big part of our, our team, the BMW, as it, as it was, the, the Watkins and the and the Ben Rama of the BMW. We lost them. Uh, Watkins went to Aston Villa. Bit frustrating because we know for a fact that if we'd actually gone up, Watkins had already committed himself. He said, I'm going to stay with Brentford. I wanted to go up with Brentford, but he also wanted to play in the Premier League. He's now gone to Aston Villa. And as you saw, he actually played and scored for England uh, on uh, uh, a lot in the international window, was, which was all the Beast fans are very, very happy for him. But also there's a little bit of a gutting thing going on there because we thought that, you know, that could have been us. You know, we've never in my lifetime have had a Brentford player play for England. So that would have been a big bonus as well. And especially playing in a striker position. But listen, that that, that that's all over. That's over and done with. But what happened is that because of the way that we played last season, I think a lot of people who probably didn't sort of really rate us before thought Brentford are fantastic. They're really brilliant. So all of a sudden it's like, you know, we were made favourites to go up. Everyone was just going, Brentford are definitely going to go up next season. And we're like, like well, hold on a second. We've kind of lost a couple of our best players. And, you know, it's not going to necessarily be as easy as that. Obviously, Ivan Tony came in as a striker and he hit the ground running. You know, normally it takes striker, well, well, players maybe three months, six months, maybe even a season to get up and running. But he pretty much hit the floor running and he was fantastic. So he's been a big part of us being where we are at the moment now. However, what I will say is that Brentford this season, even though we were we're higher, we've got more points than we did last season, we've scored more goals or pretty much the same amount of goals as last season, we are probably slightly not as as nice to watch, if if, if I could say that. So we're not not, not as pleasing on the eye as we were last season. We're going a lot more direct, a lot more this season as well. But what we have done is that we've started to cut out the mistakes we did last season so we'd lose a lot of games 1-0 we lost over a quarter of our games 1-0 this season we've cut that out and as a result of that we're kind of grinding out results which has enabled us to actually finish uh well at the moment where we've got quite a lot more points than we have last season so to answer your question it's good on paper but we're not as pleasing on the eye as we were last season Mm, and obviously um we we touched on it briefly, but you went on that good run, and like you say, everyone made you favourites. Um, do you still think automatic promotions on the cards, or you know, obviously Watford are surging and Norwich are, you know, a step above everyone else? Do you think it is kind of playoffs again this season? I think it's going to be tough, and you know, but you can't, you, you never say never. I mean, we, we we saw what happened when we had a 
uh, a three month break last season. And then all of a sudden we came back and we went bang and we won, you know, we, we pr pretty much won, you know, we won eight games in a row, you know, and then we had to, the last two, all we needed was I think a couple of points for the last two and we, we fluffed it. We didn't get them, but we won eight games in a row. You think that's never going to happen. If we won eight games in a row now, we'd definitely be in for, uh, for, for an automatic promotion. And also the other thing is that before that eight game run that we had last season, we were actually a bit dodgy. We'd come off the back of a sort of kind of a, probably sort of kind of a, a, a worst run of the season. We we won a few, but we drew a lot and we lost quite a few games. I remember, like I said to you, that Cardiff game that I went to, the away game was so disappointing. We went 2-0 up, you know, within sort of half an hour and then they came back and drew two all. And it was just so frustrating that we were kind of just not getting the results we wanted. So the fact that we locked down, came back and then won, you know, one game before the lockdown and another seven games, eight games in a row was amazing. So never say never. If we come back after this international break, refreshed, positive-minded, you know, we've had Jensen just play for Denmark. He scored his, his debut goal against Moldova. So he might come back buzzing. You had, um, um, you've, you've had, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, we've had, who else has played? I mean, Man Spotbeck Sorensen, who's actually been shifted over to left-back. He's actually a centre-back, but we shifted him to left-back. And he just scored a goal in the under-21s as well for Denmark, as well as they've qualified for the competition that they're in and they beat France as well. So, you know what I'm saying? So if these players come back buzzing and just put their head down and they get the results, then we, I think we need to get seven points out of our first three games and I think it's game on for Brentford. So for me, I'm a glass half full person and I say it's not over until it's over. And Watford have got three difficult games as well. They've got us, they've got Norwich and they've got Swansea within their last sort of four or five games. And also they've got Luton as well, which obviously is their big rival. So just watch this space, never say never. Well, it's nice to have a confident fan on this, uh, particularly to a Huddersfield uh, podcast. So that's probably a nice segue for me to go into to the game on Saturday. How are you How are you feeling about it against Huddersfield? Obviously, last season we managed to frustrate you a couple of times, but um, obviously earlier in the season you wiped the floor of us really. But what are you thinking about Saturday anyway? I think you were. The, I think the word that you use, frustrate, is the is the right word there, Brady. I mean, Huddersfield, I think, are a frustrating team, and I'll never ever write them off. What we did is on Besotted. I mean, like I said, I, you know, I cover on the Besotted podcast, which you can get at Pride of West London as well, and, and one of your guys on there, Richard, is actually on our podcast, which will be out Thursday morning as well. So you should definitely check that out. Our podcast where we talk about lots of things, and we're talking about this Huddersfield game as well, and about the stats. And uh, like I said to you, I. I for me, I'm, I'm, I, what we did is that we predicted on Besotter.com, which is our website as well. Check that out. We've did, tell you something. We, we got about, I can't remember, sort of about 30, 50, 50, uh, a load of fans to, to predict the last nine results. So basically, it was just win, lose, or draw. That's all we said to them. Just predict if we're going to win, lose, or draw and do that for the last nine games and see what you get. And so it's a lot easier than trying to say we're going to win this one and trying to predict everybody else's because I think that's just... Just a, just a nightmare so you just predict your one and uh, then what we did is that whatever points you got at the end of that, that the season according to how many points that you, you get we can map it out against what the statisticians said and also what what statistically has happened over the last six seasons so we worked out roughly 86 points um will will get you automatic from a second place we thought but to be safe 87 or 80, 88 points will get you automatic promotion so in my predictions I actually had the Brentford game against Huddersfield as a draw because you are a team that always frustrates us. 
And uh, I actually had the Derby game as a draw. We drew against them. I also thought we beat Forest, but we drew against them. So I had the Forest, the, the Huddersfield game down as a draw. And then the rest of them, in you know, in whichever way possible, we didn't win them all. We drew a few, but we got enough points to get the second place, as far as I thought. However, now, because we drew against Forest, this game has been a little bit more of a must-win game for us. It's almost like we mustn't lose. If we lose it, this is playoffs all the way. If we draw it, yeah, we're still in the game because we still can win all the other games. But if we win it, it's a different scenario altogether. I know Huddersfield are going to be a tough side. I know that you've had, you haven't, you've had some terrible games, but you've also had some decent games. You've beaten Swansea twice. You know, you've gone out there, you've, you've done us a favour and beaten QPR only because they're our West London rivals. So thank you very much for that. Very happy with that as well. So listen, I, I'm not taking anything for granted with your team. You've got some good players in there. Like, you know, Harry Tuffalo, I know he's injured. I mean, he's a player that I, I rate. I think he's, 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 he's a great little player, you know, that you've got there as well. You've got Fraser Campbell, like, you know, who, you know, on his day, you know, he could be, he could be, you know, he could be dangerous. There's, there's, you know, it's interesting. You've got Keo in the back there who is experienced, you know, but hopefully, you know, we're thinking that if he's going to play, we can actually try and exploit his, uh, his, his age and, 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 and his speed if he can do as well, like, you know, but um, like I said to you, Nabi Saar, you've got, honestly, Bakuna, you've got some good players in there. And if you've got the manager who seems to blow hot and cold, if he's on one of his hot days where he's actually got you guys motivated up, you're going to cause us a few problems. So I would like to think we can get something out of this game, but I'm not taking anything for granted. Well, that's interesting because, uh, yeah, you, you point out, right, we when we tend to write games off, particularly like like you touched on Swansea and also thinking of West Brom last season when we needed to, we weren't expecting to win, we suddenly pulled a win. It could be one of those games, but again, we could uh, we could lose quite easily. But I am going to push you a little bit further as my final question. How do you how do you see it going? And, and if I had to push you for a score prediction, um, what are you going for? Uh, on our podcast, I have to admit, I've gone for Brentford winning 3-0, which doesn't sound like this tight game that I've just been talking about, but only because Dave Lady Lane went for the 2-0 win. And I think, you know, I've got to be positive-minded. Let's, let's, let's go for a win here. And uh, and I didn't want to go for 1-0. thing is that technically, actually, we always seem to be letting in goals recently. So really, you know, I should be saying something like 2-1 or 3-2 or something like that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be consistent with what I've said on our own Pride of West Dot London podcast. And I'm gonna go for a 3-0 only because we need we really need to just get back on track so that we can actually kind of keep um Watford on their toes and just get away from Swansea, who to be quite honest with you, we we we've got a bit of a we've got a better thing about Swansea uh, at the moment now. We we think they've they've been cheating their way up the league. So you know <laughs> it's a bit of an in-joke between us and them because they 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 the place seem to fall over quite a lot. Um, you know, when no one's in their facility. So, um, you know, we've got a thing. So we need to get away from them. So we need the points. But what I'll say on a compensation thing for, for, for Huddersfield as well, I don't think that you're going to anywhere near getting, getting, getting relegation. I know it might be a little bit nervous for you. I think you've got too much in your tank at the moment now. You've got, you know, half a decent team. You've got a manager who's quite new and young, but I think that he'll get you out of it. And I also think that the teams that are in the pickle down there with your Sheffield Wednesdays, unfortunately, are... You know, I like my Sheffield buddies down there and also the Wickham, obviously, they're gone. And probably, you know, Birmingham City or maybe Rotherham or one of those ones. I think, you know, that those guys are too far gone for you to kind of worry about it. You just need to do your thing for the rest of the season. So that's my prediction, my double prediction for you. Oh, lovely. And a compliment at the end. Well, uh, we will see. But uh, thanks so much for coming on, mate. And uh, best for luck, best of luck for the rest of the season. And uh, let's hope we can do your favour and uh, beat Norwich on Tuesday. 
yeah, listen, best of luck to you for the rest of the season after Saturday, of course. <laughs> Lovely stuff. All right, take care, Billy. Cheers. Okay. Right, okay, so we've heard from Billy. Um, now we're going to hear from ourselves. So um, you guys are the coaches and so am I. Um, Carlos is gone. We are in this management trio. Uh, and we're going to, things are going to change around here. So uh, we're going to talk about lineups. So I'll come to you, Quinny, first. Um, what's your lineup? And I'll chuck in the score prediction because we're doing it as well. How do you see the game going in your score prediction? Um, score prediction, first of all, I'm going to go for a draw I think I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw I think um, yeah I think there'll be chances for both sides but I think um, I think on the back of our recent results and performances I think we're we're capable particularly being at home I think we're capable of getting something out of this game um, I've gone for I've gone for a back three um, just personal preference I think we've looked quite balanced with that so Edmund Green Keo and Saar and then I've gone for uh, five across the middle depending on I suppose who's available. If uh, if Toffolo's available, then for me, he'd be he'd be in on the left hand side. If not, then Pippa, um, Raw on the other side, Bakuna, Hogan, O'Brien, and and Benzer and Campbell. Um, presuming they're all fit, that would be my um, eleven. Interestingly enough, I'd be I'm going to be really interested to see how Sonogo and Yes fit in between now and the end of the season. What's the plan? How much game time they're going to get? Um, the two new signings. I'm going to be really intrigued to see how that pans out because. We've not seen much of that much of Sonogo yet. We've had 15-minute snippets here and there and little bursts from him. But I'll be interested to see how they use them two because when you think now we've got three centre-forwards at the club, what's the plan? And I'll be really interested to see how that pans out between now and the end of the season because both boys as well are on short-term deals and presumably they're going to have to come in and prove their worth. So are they going to get that opportunity to do that? I'm going to be really intrigued. And at some point, I would imagine that they're going to get the nod uh, whether it's together or whether it's with Campbell or it's on their own, <clears throat> if that's this week, I don't know. But um, I'm going to be—I'm really interested to see how that pans out over the next few weeks. No, I think that's a fair point. Um, yes, particularly with strikers, and like you say, might they might play uh, play together. But I was—I was going to ask Quinny. Um, you know, obviously in your experience, when you have—I uh, don't know if you've had like short-term deals or when you've had two strikers competing against one another. Is it, surely it's a positive thing for the side, you know, like they've both got a point to prove, like you say, um, surely it just helps the team all around. It is, but if you ask any centre-forward, they, they need to be playing and they need to be playing regular because they need that flow to the game, they need that game time, they need they need to feel the back of the net as well and obviously the longer they're out of the side, the, the less chance that's happening. So I think it's, with any centre-forward, they, they want to be playing regularly. So it's a tough one. Um, and with the way we've been playing recently and setting up, I just don't see how all three of them are going to fit in and there'll have to be naturally some rotation between them. But we identified this a few weeks ago. We needed somebody of their calibre and stature physically. Um, and we've got two now, that arguably, that can fit that bill. And I think we need to utilise them. Um, I think it'll give us a different dimension. And when Sonogo came on, made his debut at home against Cardiff, I think it was, maybe not, maybe before that, um, we, we looked different. We looked a different side, just the ability for someone to flick the ball on and be able to go beyond people, um, just give us something different. So, yeah, in answer to your question, it's tough and, there's, you know, there's going to be somebody that's unhappy. Um, but it's options, isn't it, for Carlos? It's options, which we didn't have three or four months or less than that two months ago. We didn't have those options, which we, which we now do have. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to use the, the classic cliche, it's a, it's a good problem to have. Um, but anyway, uh, Cam, what about yourself? Um, what's your lineup and your score prediction for this? 
So given that obviously, okay, we're waiting on uh, we're waiting on the team news, and this is obviously a massive caveat is that um, I'm hoping that everyone is fit. I've gone with Schofield and Nets, uh, a back three, I'm going to say, of, uh, of Shah, uh, Stearman, and I'm going to say Reg as well. Um, Peeper on the left, I'm sort of counting Topolo out of this, to be honest. I'm just imagining that he's not fit. Peeper um, on the left, at least to start, and Rowe on the right. Like I said, I'd like uh, Peeper to be cutting uh, inside. Um, Rowe, hopefully, back to his best. Um, in the middle, I've gone for Bayeko. Uh, along with O'Brien and Hogg. I've, I've been impressed with what the Spaniard has brought. I think that he resets the tempo quite nicely. He's grown in stature throughout the season. Uh, I'm expecting a big finish from him, and I would like to see him back in Huddersfield Town Colours um, next year. Bakuna I've left out just to recover from international duty. He's been travelling. He's, he's, he's clocked up a lot of air miles, and he's, uh, he's also had a lot of game time. And also because he... Uh, the temperament is an issue for me, really. We saw it in the last game as well. Um, and so, yeah, for me, I just want him to be rested, kept out of the side just for the weekend, perhaps, to um, to get back up to steam, allow him to train a little bit. Because I understand he's not going to have to be quarantining because he's a professional. He's able to come back and train and play. So that's always comforting. But no, I think that Saturday is one too soon. And then finally, uh, Campbell and Benza up top. And then I'd like to see Sonogo coming off the bench. Um, again, yeah, like, like, like Quinny said, uh, there's a lot still to be seen from him. Uh, I imagine that Nias is going to need far more time than we've had already um, to get himself up to speed. Look, if, if he's ready, then, then, then by all means, uh, chuck him in as well. But, you know, what, what, what a strange predicament to say we had five strikers at the, at the start of the season and now we've uh, we found ourselves with three. And so it's something I could only have dreamt of a few weeks ago. Um, but I too, I'm really looking forward to seeing what these new lads bring. Um, we've seen flashes of Sonogo, of course, and as long as he kept well away from penalties, um, then I'm, 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 quite, uh, I'm quite excited to see what he brings. But Nias, uh, Everton is our family team. And, uh, and everyone I spoke to couldn't speak high, um, couldn't speak any higher um, of him in terms of commitment and, uh, and his work ethic. It just didn't really work out with uh, with Carlo Ancelotti. Um, did it? Hurtfully, though, a bit of a happy hunting ground here. Yeah, no, interesting. I, I think um, well, we've got a piece coming up on the, the site about uh, Nias, but a similar thing. When I spoke to um, to Everton fans and uh, like Holland. Um, Cardiff, they were all quite impressed with what he has to offer, and he, he sounds like a decent line, so, so we will see. Um, Cam, what was your score prediction, by the way? What, how do you think the game will go? Yeah, so after all that, I'm not optimistic. Um, I think that Brentford are just too strong at the moment. Too many goals are in their side. Um, I'm going to see Town losing 2-0. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, so I, I've gone 3-5-2. Um, Schofield and Nett. Edmonds Green kept Keo in. I think Keo's been all right, to be fair. Uh, Sar as well. I've got Pip on the right, um, although I do take point Cam about him cutting on the left, so potentially could switch it. Uh, I've got Hogg, uh, O'Brien, but I've also got Holmes because um, the reason being, still don't think we've seen the best of him, um, and it's because we're not playing him in his you know midfield position that he wants to play in. Also, when we're going into a game where the, opp- the opponent seems a lot stronger, we saw against Swansea what Holmes can do, so I'd, I'd give him a game. I've got Rowe on the left. Um, I've left in Benza and Bakuna out for this. I agree with you. I think he probably needs a rest, but Bakuna does like... Um, he, does, he seems to do quite well when the sky cameras are there, so I would definitely bring him on. Um, mm-hmm. But I've got Campbell and Sonogo up front. I, I just think... Like we touched on here, Snogo offers that outlet. You know, if we, I feel we're going to be under a lot of pressure, and if we can, you know, <laughs> tactics. But if we just, you know, boot it, and he can, he's some of the pressure to hold up play and bring others into it. I think that could be useful. And um, like I said, we, we're judging this without the team news, so I don't know how ready Nias will be. Um, but he could, you know, could be on the bench, could make a start. Obviously, we've got Danny Ward as well, um, so it'll so be interesting to see. Um, I don't know about you, 
guys, but I'm I'm feeling a bit more confident about this one than I am about Norwich, um, just because Brentford have. I've got one of my friends says they're the Spurs of the Championship, um, which I think is interesting, but I do think they struggle a bit. I'm going to say this now and we'll get absolutely fresh because of of uh, jinxed it, but I, I I agree with you, Quinny. I think it could be a one-one. Um, when I- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. I was chatting to Billy as well. He, he you know, we're frustrated in last season. They, they need to win and they'll be coming out and playing. And that does tend to play in our hands. And we do start quite well. Um, we've seen them to cover. And so I, fa- I fancy a draw in this, actually. Um, but we will see. Um, is there anything you lads wanted to say about this game? Are you, are you feeling same as me? Feeling a bit more confident about this one than Norwich? Out of the two, I'd probably say this one perhaps the more likely. Um, as as we'll say in a minute, I've covered Norwich uh, commentating wise in recent weeks, and they look they just look a force. Um, it's basically a Premier League side, uh, a division below, uh, and Farker's doing wonderful things there. So so for me personally, yeah, if I manage just getting if I envisage just getting any points this weekend, they come um, at home to Brentford on Saturday though. But you'll be unsurprised to hear that I've predicted two defeats coming into this one, and uh, I've. I have to be realistic. And I think that town, we could see two good performances from Huddersfield Town, but I think we could just be outdone by better teams. Yeah, I'd agree. I think that the probability is that we try and get something out of this game. And that's why if there is anybody to take a risk on personally that we feel is going to add to the team, I would take a risk on Saturday rather than take a risk against Norwich. Um, I'd almost say, you know, that could be if, if Sonogo's not quite right or Toffolo's eye-eye for Saturday, but could be all right. For, I'd, I'd probably take a gamble on, uh, you know, you're talking about uh, Bakuna coming back and maybe needing some rest. I, I get that, but if he's anywhere near for me, I, I would put him in um, and then leave him out on, uh, and have, a, have it almost a bit of a mentality of a free hit. It's a bit of a dangerous one planning ahead. I don't like personally doing that, but, you know, manage the game that's in front. But I do think if there's a game that we're going to get something out of, it's more likely to be Brentford than Norwich. No, good point, lads. We will, we will see. Obviously, uh, half 12 kickoff on Saturday it caught me by surprise. I would have definitely missed that. So, uh, so we will see. Nice start to the Easter weekend. Right. Okay. Um, should we move on to Norwich then, chaps? Um, it's grim reading, really, because they're 12 points clear at the top of the table. Um, Cam, you, you rightly pointed out they look set to uh, return to the Premier League, look like a Premier League team. Um, yeah, just, just been a class above really this season. Um, looking at the stats, uh, last 10 games, the top of the form table, they've won nine and drawn one, which was against Blackburn in the last match. So who knows? They've got Preston at the weekend as well. Um, obviously, no more Alex Neal there. So maybe, maybe they could struggle or maybe they've wrapped it up. Um, you, you mentioned that, you mentioned that they've, uh, you've been commentating on a few games, Cam. Um, they've just been great, haven't they? So they deserve to be champions. 
you can see why they are where they are, and it's so cliche, but it's true. They're opening that gap up now, and and, and like you say, 10 games without a defeat, and even then it's an isolated one, really, isn't it, when you look at it? Um, but but the, the key players in that squad haven't really changed too much, and that's why and that's why they are where they are. And we'll come on to individuals later in the show, I'm sure. Um, but there's such a strength, there's such a strength going forward, but they're reasonably tight at the back as well. And I don't think this is the best championship that we've ever seen, to be quite honest with you. I, I don't I think that in like the Premier League in this year, I don't know whether that's an overhang of uh, of, of COVID and perhaps the shorter summer, the intensity not quite uh, been there. But they, if anything, have been as close to league leaders in other seasons as we've seen um, in, in years. They're, they are, to, to, to use the same phrase as you, really, an, an absolute cut above. Um, and this is why I'm so worried about, about town. Um, they seem to be unbeatable. And I did them most recently in their game against uh, against Sheffield Wednesday, which they went behind in. And I thought Wednesday played really well in the first half. So it is doable. But they've they got the ability to turn the tide as well. And once again, like we said about Brentford, they're not uh, rotating around one man, okay? And there's one man in particular that we should be afraid of, but he's supported by plenty of, uh, by, by a strong cast as well. Um, and, and so for me, yeah, I, I think you never football's not played in paper, is it? I'm going with all the cliches now, but uh, but for me, no, I'm looking at this one very skeptical in terms of getting a result. Yeah, you're right. What about yourself, Quinny? Do you, do you agree with what we're, we're banging on about? Yeah, I definitely. Um, and you know me, I've been on this show a few times now, and I never ever put a result against Huddersfield because it's just not in my DNA to do that. Whatever, whoever we're playing, I'm backing us to get a point, but with this one. Probably think it's a stretch so far. I think, um, yeah, I think it's just just such a tough proposition. Um, the play, you know, that it's a fortress. They haven't lost at home for since I think October. Uh, they lost one game at home all season. The, the quality they've got in the side, the experience from the Premier League. Um, you can't, could start describing them that yo-yo category. We talked about Brentford losing out in the playoffs last summer. How do you respond to that? Same with Norwich when you come out of the Premier League. How do you respond to that? And they've answered all the questions, aren't they? And other teams sometimes have fallen by the wayside. And we've seen other clubs that have had, you know, a couple of relegations after that. But they just look like a, you know, a Premier Premier League outfit for me. Um, Nouse, experience, goals, you know, assists, um, experience, you know, look at the goalkeeper, the experience he's got. Um, you know, I, I just think it's going to be a really, really tough game. But as I've said on numerous occasions, we are talking about Uddersfield Town, so who knows? We could go there and surprise everybody and, and get a result. But I think, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one. If somebody offered us a point now, I think we'd all take that, wouldn't we? Hundred um, percent. But yeah, I think um, it's, it's a Norwich, it's a Norwich win for me, and that is a really hard thing for me to say. Really. Oh, I can't believe this. We've done so many. It's finally broken. Yeah, finally predicted a Town defeat. Oh. Just needed a team who was 12 points clear at the top of the table. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, do you guys remember much of the last game? Because, um, you know, if we're talking positive, let's be positive for the listeners. Um, I thought Norwich, you know, we we gave them the win, really. It was obviously Stearman got clattered by Todd Cantwell and, uh, with an elbow and then he hits that back pass and, um, you know, they just, Timo Puki passes it to Adam Eder to score. Um, so I thought we were a bit unlucky, really. We... We did all right, you know, because obviously these games were were back to back last time. Um, you know, we were rubbish against Brentford, but I thought we were a bit unlucky against Norwich. Um, do you guys remember much of 
much of the game, really. I was I was down there for that one because I was commentating um, the ground, and I thought again I'd agree with you. We were, we were desperately unlucky. I thought it was going to be a devilishly difficult task going into it, and we equaled them. You know, I, I, we got lucky at times. I don't think they were as sharp as they've grown to be in the season. And Pookie having been really dormant over Christmas has just come into his own now. Um, but but at this point in the season, we were riding out, and we were good. We were good money for the draw. You know, we 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 put, we put a good shift in, but of course, Steeman getting his whack on his head. I definitely think that was that was part of it. It's just one of those things you'll see once in a season and it happened to be in a game that we actually had a chance of getting something out of it's a desperately desperately uh, unlucky back pass and against a team like that they're not going to miss a, they're not going to mess up that chance that's what Norwich do and that's uh, that's why um that, that's why that's why the leading is all um so yeah, okay, it's encouraging if you look at it like that. I think this is a different Norwich side now. They've played a lot more football and they've gelled as a unit. Are we hoping for the same again? Don't know. I think that was a, I think that was the opportunity lost. Um, but it's comforting again to know that whilst we were well beaten against Brentford, it was just casual human error. I think that cost us against Norwich in the home game. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, you talk about Adam Eder scoring FIFA legend. I thought he'd kick on and he didn't, but obviously. Um... <laughs> Norwich have a few players that did kick on. Um, who's your Who's your key player then, Cam? On soon as you're on a bit of a roll. Well, it has to be it has to be the main man, Tamu Puki, doesn't it? Um, what might save us is the fact that he's played the full 180 minutes so far in two games. But I looked at the lineup tonight, and he's actually on the bench um, for their friendly. But um, so he's played he's played in two draws against Bosnia and Ukraine. But he's actually scored all three of their goals. Um, so I'm hoping now. I'm hoping he gets a little bit of a cameo tonight. He might not be as fresh as Farka might have, uh, have wanted, but he's got 11 goals in his last 10. He's the best foreign forward in the division, and the worrying element, like I've said, is that he can reignite games. Like I, said, I did the, um, I did the Wednesday game. They came from behind in that. Wednesday played out the skins for the first period, but then one slip up, just like we saw um, against against Town, and, and then and then Pookie was a, uh, um, and Pookie was in, and and so I think again you got to look to the side of him. You look at Todd Cantwell. Um, okay, he also has been uh, has been out with the uh, under twenty ones, hasn't he? This uh, this international break, but he got a beautiful winner in that game. He's got goals in him. He's got assists in him. He's uh, he does well on the ball. Him and uh, Emmy Buendia can't be afforded too much license to roam either. It'd be foolish for us to say, okay, let's double up on Puki uh, and claim that he's the whole threat. One, he's too good for that. Um, and and two, it's that whole front line again. So we're coming up against the two best front lines in the division in a matter of days. Um, so, so like we said for the last one, any points that we can take from these, I will take, I will shake your hand and take them now. No, definitely. You talked to Emmy Buendia. I'm just going to jump in here, Quinny, but um, he's, you know, he's the best player in the league, in my opinion. Um, interestingly, the only, they've only won one game uh, where he hasn't played and that was against us at the start of the season. Like you said, you were a bit unlucky. So, I don't know. He's hoping he's, you know, got illness or, or something. You know, I've been to uh, I've been to uh, Norwich's stadium, uh, so you know, maybe he's, you know, stayed at the travel lodge and got dodgy food. Who knows? Not slagging off travel travel lodges there. That was very partridge. I'm going to move on. But Emmy Wendia, best player in the league. Arsenal were linked to sign him in January, I think, for forty million. You know, if he fires Norwich to the to promotion, I wouldn't be surprised if it's more. He's he's just it's just a class above. He's a Premier League player for me, uh, playing in this league, and he's uh, he's running riot really. But um, I'll stop be I'll stop doing Alan Partridge impressions, uh, Quinny. <laughs> who have you gone for for Norwich? I, I had Wendier as well. I think um, ten goals, eleven assists. Um, Arsenal on the doorstep, sniffing round, signing for something like two million from um, from Spain. Absolute snip. Um, yeah, I think those two are real threat out there. The, the amount of assists he's got, and and chipping in with double figures as well in terms of goals says a lot about him. Twenty four years old, absolutely brilliant age in terms of 
maybe getting that next move. Um, you look at some of the players that have moved on. Godfrey's moved on, hasn't he, from Norwich this year? I think he featured against Town at home. I think he, I think he played in that mm-hmm. game. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, it's it's as we said before, just the experience. You look, you know, centre halves at Grant Harley and and uh, a goalkeeper, and just experience all around the side, and then quality at the top and. Um, yeah, it's it, it's going to be a tough tough proposition. You look at the form, and then you look at people like Campbell around it as well. We haven't even mentioned him yet. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's it's going to be a, t- a tough challenge. Um, but who knows? I think um, I think it'd be another interesting one. And, and I said it before. I think I said it against when we played Cardiff. Cardiff were on this streak of form where they'd they'd won a lot of games on the bounce. And as I said it before, the get that has to come to an end at some point. And who knows? You know, can can our game against Norwich away be the time when they have that next slip up because they will slip up between now and the end of the season they won't win all their games 100% they won't it's too difficult a division so who knows this might be the game that they have a slip up on but um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic again after feeling so um, guilty about for the first time ever predicting a town defeat <laughs> So this is why I get you on, mate. I'm like, oh, we've got no chance. And then you, I'm like, oh, well, you know, Quinny, Quinny feels confident. So <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, well, Cam, obviously, we've talked about some of the key players. You, you've commentated on Norwich quite a bit. Um, just what what is it? Why have they been so good this season? Obviously, they've got quite a few players. But, um, you know, what's what's kind of caught your eye? Well, I'm going to put it down to that. I think you just said it there, Brady. It's players. It's the squad that they've got. The squad is, is, is for me, the, by far the finest um, in, in, in the championship. Uh, to be honest, I'm quite surprised that it is a championship squad. And, and, and Quinny, you pointed out that the, the experience they've got in goal with Tim Krul. It's just starting from, as they mean to go on. And um, we've gone on about that front three as well. Um, they've got young talent as well. Um, they've brought in, obviously, Kieran Dowell as well. They've looked at, and they've, they've used the, the free agent market. They've, uh, they, they've, they've, they've strengthened as well. And I think as well, holding on to most of what didn't really happen in the Premier League. Well, they got them there in the first place. And so the key thing then for them was seeing, can they hold on to the talent they've got, you know, and they could have done what some teams have done and not capitalised on the relegation and have a stab at it. Um, but they did that. Um, and okay, I think that's credit to Farker and they obviously completely believe in him. And, and, and so they've got that ethos as well that worked for us. Um, and, and so I think it's a, I think it's accumulation of the two, but really without even getting into the finer details, you have to say that the players they've got and the caliber of, uh, of, of opposition they're facing, that, that is why, that is why they are where they are. And so they should be up there. Um, and so I, don't, I wouldn't even say they're, they're massively overperforming. This is what we expected uh, on paper at the start of the season. And, uh, and okay, they've put some um, they've put some great runs together, but really man for man against any side in the division, you know, is there anyone really that you could imagine would match them? Uh, and we're, we're seeing that now repeating the results and the gap that they've opened up. So me to, to have teams like the players like Buendia, um, Puki, uh, Krull in the goal, um, Max Aaron's at fullback. I just think that they, they are they are too good for this division, and they will be back in the Premier League before long. And I'm very happy for. No, spot on. And I think um, we'll hear from uh, Joe and Jacob from Canary Cast in, in a bit. But um, they were just talking about the the job Stuart Webber's done. Obviously, we know formerly of this parish, um, but he's just done a fantastic job there. Um, makes me a bit a bit jealous. So uh, we will, we will move swiftly on. Um, again, it's another return to the Mac. Quinny, you're keeping Frank Worthington. You're not had a random. Oh, you're going to do the random generation Wikipedia wheel. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? Do you want me to do the random? Oh, come on, I want you to do the random wheel. Come on, right? You'll have to, you'll have to come back to me then because my random wheel ain't uploaded yet. So, right. <laughs> first, so then you can come back to me. Go well, on, Cam. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with another recent face, um, and the man I'm gonna have back. I went for a very specific um, Terence Congola for the first game. I wanted 2018 Terence Congola. Well, I want 2017 Elias Kachunga. Um, he scored three goals against Norwich in that promotion season, and okay, he wasn't blessed with pace, was he? He was never the quickest winger. Um, but if he's serviced by Peeper or Toffolo. I don't think we need him to be either. So purely for his goal-scoring record against this team and that Norwich, uh, that Norwich double um, in the promotion season with some of the finest displays I've seen um, coming from Huddersfield Town. So I would love to see uh, Elias Kachung go back from, for one game only, winding back the years. And we'll take him back off Wednesday um, for this one. So I think for me, he's the best um, Huddersfield Town player to face Norwich in, in, in recent years and so can't be any other than him. Love that shout, love that shout. Uh, also, he's out of contract at the end of the season, so, you know, time's <laughs> One game will do. I mean, there's short-term contracts. I'm not sure I can take anyone on a two-game basis or we draw him in League Cup next year. Uh, I think, I think that, that that horse is probably uh, bolted now. But for one game, certainly. Elias, you're welcome. Anytime. I, I like this, and I like that you're naming specific areas. I think that's good. <laughs> uh, Quinny, are you ready, or do you need me to jump in? I'm ready. Cameron, All right, uh, okay. pick, pick a letter A to Z. Oh, A to Z. I'm going to go with... Um, P. P, okay. I'm picking number one to uh, <laughs> one to one to 50. One to 50, me again. Yeah, 33. 33. Okay, just talk with yourselves a second. Okay, <laughs> so Brady, fun tonight. Uh, yeah, well, obviously, you know, recording this I might see the England game because I'm sure you know Gareth's. Um, you know, Southgate soldiers are bringing football home, even though it's a qualifier for Qatar. Um, you ready, Quinny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go. So the uh, pick for the play, Punchin, Jason Punchin is landed on. Played five games, Punchin. one substitute appearance in 2019. There you go. Okay, why, Quinny? Why? I've got absolutely Punchin? no idea. <laughs> because Cameron picked him, that's why. Can you tell me why he might be worth bringing back in? Uh, he's got a goal in the FA Cup final, doesn't he? I think he scored against uh, United for Palace back in the back in the day. He's cut it at the highest level, and so cutting it against Norwich at Carrow Road, I think he can certainly manage it. He's in Paphos at the moment as well, which I didn't know. Well, you know, he's got a lot of vitamin D in him. Um, he's been <laughs> living up and, uh, and and had some nice weather at his back, and so yeah, I think he could do a job for us, couldn't he? There we go then, Justin Punchin. <laughs> My, the only thing I know about Justin Brunchen is my uh, my girlfriend's brother's a uh, Palace fan. And uh, do, do you remember that challenge Jamie Carragher did, where you got your partner to name football players based on what she's <laughs> now and the formation? Well, she did that, and she put Jason Punchen at centre back. So she had like Messi, Ronaldo, and then just Jason Punchen. So um, claim at centre back. That's what I say. Um, I did. Yeah, just thinking about his town career. That was a Seaver signing, wasn't it? And didn't he play? Like you said, play five games, and didn't he fall out with everyone? Um, so I don't don't know if he's going to win, Quinny. <laughs> we could we could change it for Pavel Abbott. Oh, we'd have Pav anytime, easily. My, my are you going to change it for that, or are it, you going to have to stick with punching? It's a P, and it's just popped up on my uh, random <laughs> random Huddersfield Town generator, which is available in all good stores at the moment. Uh, I'm going to go for Pavel Abbott, yeah, because I, I liked Pavel Abbott. Uh, 82 appearances, 20, 48 league goals. 29 off the bench, two FA Cup appearances, one FA Cup goal. Um, yeah, let's go for Pavel. It's strange okay. because Pav, Pav was such a, a you know a key part of that side and he had that fantastic year. Was it back in, I can't even place what year, it must have been about 2005, six that we had him. 
think it was actually 2004 to 2007. 2004, oh, playing, right. So he, he was, he come in, but off the top of my head, that was part. But I remember listening to him scoring um, on radio at Bristol Rovers in his first game. I can't actually remember any goal that he scored. I know that he scored plenty of them. And, and, and I look back to that time and he was certainly the, uh, the hero of the year. And I was gutted when he moved on to, uh, to, to Swansea. But I can't remember any of the goals he scored. It's weird. I can, you, you, can, you can play certain players in, play, in, in certain moments. I think he was just a workhorse. He was always in the right place at the right time, wasn't he? Um, but, oh God, I'd have Pablo Abbott reincarnated into any team I was watching these days. <laughs> I love it. I I, I realised I um, my choice had already picked, so maybe I should use Jason Punchin. Who knows? Well, then, yeah. uh, you can have Punchin. I'll have Polly. Punchin. Hey, we could have Punchin uh, three times in this poll. He still wouldn't win it, would he? So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, I'm glad Quinny's gone for someone different rather than Frank Worthington. But can you imagine that in the poll? Uh, Jason Punchin and Frank Worthington. I wonder who would win. <laughs> Um, the only one I could, well, I, I'd pick Boovy obviously, but I think I picked him before, so I can't use that. Um, the, only, the only thing I was thinking was I might pick Phil Senior just because we've had him on here and I like Phil. And um, I remember him, my first town game was when he was in goal, and I think it was MK Dons, and we lost like 3 0 or something. And uh, the only thing I remember from that game was it was half time, and uh, this, this guy, like with his son, got up and shouted and just said, Town are, you know, crap, blah, blah, blah. Just swore for like a, tol- a solid two minutes and it was like a bit awkward. And then, I don't know why, but this really tickled me. He's like, oh, yeah, crap, crap, yeah, like so angry. And then all you hear, like, you know, it's pause for two seconds and then you just hear, yeah, you tell him, Dad. And it just like completely, <laughs> like, <laughs> completely emasculated it. So um, that's why I'm picking Phil Senior. <laughs> so just for that. But no, Phil's a good lad. I liked him. Um, and obviously he's, he's a good laugh. So I'm going to go for senior rather than punching. And not, uh, I think Scarfield's been better, but you know, I like. I'd, I'd take I'd take punching over senior any day. And I'm saying that because <laughs> I know because I know Phil senior. I don't want him anywhere near winning this because I'm holding it down. <laughs> he lives oh, he man. lives literally about hundred yards away from me. So when I see him in the village, I'm like, <laughs> come on, punching. <laughs> Maybe we should do that as the third poll, you know, punching or senior, and we'll see. But this is your thing. Oh, we're good. <laughs> right. Anyway, so um, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna recover from laughing um, because I spoke to Joe and Jacob from Canarycast. Um, I didn't enjoy this chat because they were just basically talking about how good they were and how crap we are. So uh, you can hear what they had to say. We'll get up and running then. Cool. So I'm joined by uh, Joe and Jacob from the Norwich Podcast Canary Cast. How are you doing, chaps? Very well, thank you, mate. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, not too bad at all, man. Um, flying high and very happy. It's uh, hopefully a matter of when and not if <laughs> we uh, get rid of this league and yeah, <laughs> don't have to no offence talk about Huddersfield anymore. <laughs> That's a great start, lads. I'm sure the fans will be very pleased. With the <laughs> But no, no wonder you're uh, eager to come on. I'd be eager too, because you are. You're obviously twelve points clear at the top of the table. Um, my first question, really, um, obviously you got promoted um, two seasons ago. But has this season been a been a better one than than that one two years ago? I think the most impressive thing about this season, especially initially, is that it's actually quite hard to turn around form from losing every week. I mean, after lockdown, back in the Premier League, we were absolutely terrible and to be honest that's the worst I've ever seen Norwich and Daniel Farker and probably Stuart Webber as well let's face it with the new additions he brought in done a really really good job of turning that around and getting us back to winning ways 
Um, and certainly the early part of the season, I think I think that was key. Jake, but I don't know what you think, mate. No, yeah, it's absolutely spot on. Um, we we say in very early season, we, we expect it to be up there, top six probably, and looking really for top two. Like you look at the squad on paper, which in the championship, you know, you can't really rely on. But we looked at that squad and we said, yeah, this team, especially if we keep Emi Buendir, who will lord in a, in a couple of minutes, but we keep him fit and firing, we'll, we'll be absolutely fine. But yeah, like Joe was saying, the, the way we've turned it around from kind of losing negativity and again, no offence, probably going to insult some Huddersfield fans, not do a Huddersfield and go, you know, really the wrong way after relegation and, you know, kind of get that momentum back again would be remarkable really. And yeah, it's looking very, very good. Touch wood, we'll be absolutely fine and flying. That's good to hear. Um, so, I mean, well, I mean, for you guys anyway. Um, so, um, <laughs> I suppose it's a big question really, but why has it gone so well? Because um, like you say, obviously when we got relegated, it's been a bit of a downward stretch. I know you have a better squad than us and probably a better infrastructure, but why has it been so good this season in particular? I don't know how many of your sort of core squad you kept when you got relegated. I honestly can't remember now, but I think that's been a really core part of how we've done so well. We've got a a lot of players that have been there and done it before. And I think you can see that where how we've grinded out results recently against bigger teams like Brentford as well. Um, I think it's it's the experience of having done it before that has helped massively this year, I think. Yeah, you spot on. Everyone's learned as well. Like obviously you guys will, will know Stuart Weber and how good a job he did with, with you guys and David Wagner. And yeah, with with Daniel Fark, a very similar kind of uh, method just scab the other 23s Dortmund coach <laughs> and uh, go from there um it was last like Jared say at the very start that the back end of last season was the most horrific football we've ever watched it was it was almost watching a, a relegated championship side against Premier League teams at times it was it was night and day and for them to have turned it round and got everyone in focus we had a lot of players early on in the season Todd Cantwell everyone dear Max Aaron's all linked with moves away and for a couple of them you could say easily they were you know, the head was not fully in commitment for Norwich, but now they are. They're fit and firing. Timu Pugi helps as well. Again, we'll go on and talk about him in a minute. But with everyone's just kind of got on song, really, Ben Gibson's coming and been brilliant for the defence. And just everything's kind of clicked and worked, which is, is unique in football. And it, we've got to we keep smiling in this video because we've just got to remind ourselves to keep enjoying it because we know how, uh, how quickly things can change. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't need to tell you, lads. Um, our fans feel sorry for ourselves, but you talk, I, I, I won't make this a, a pity party for Huddersfield fans. We've had that enough this season. But um, <laughs> you talked about Stuart Webber. Um, just how, how good a job has he done or how influential has he been to this, this success? I love that bloke. Honestly, he's the most important person at the club. He's completely changed the entire culture. And a lot of it seems to be on his terms. He seems to have a lot of control of everything. But because he's good at it, I don't really mind. Um, there have been transfers that have gone wrong. I mean, we could we could list them off, but there are more transfers that have gone really well. Um, the recruitment has been spot on. Um, like this season, we've uh, we've done loans with then clauses where we can purchase them after promotion, which I think was really clever in the position we are in. Ben Gibson, so we're obliged to pay eight million once, if and when we go up. Um, Janulis is the same. It's I think it's about six point two. But I just from a director of football, sporting director point of view, I think that was really clever way to approach this season actually loans and then and then buy on promotion yeah he's been here almost what four years now Weber. and i remember watching the um just as soon as he's appointed the, the huddersfield norwich game and seeing how well run you were um kind of aaron moy pulling the strings kachunga playing well i was thinking 
this is what Norwich could be because that was our lowest point, our lowest ebb. We were so poor um, towards the back in that season. And to be fair, in in um, Weber and Barker's first full season, but it's all come together so well. He's he's a genius, really. Uh, what he's done, he's our first ever sporting director, and I'm worried. Like you guys seem to have struggled after he's departed. What what could happen to Norwich? Because you look at it and as Joe was saying, he, he runs everything. He is the main fulcrum of everything that goes well with Norwich. And you think, yeah, he is he's brilliant and could easily, easily be at the very, very top of the Premier League, Spain, Europe, wherever he wants to go, he could go without a shadow of a doubt, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Uh, well, like you say, hopefully your sake stays with you because it might sound like onto a, a real winner. What I would say is, um, obviously, touching a few players there, um, I think this is always a bit of a tricky question, but who has been the kind of standout performer for you guys this season? I imagine there'll be quite a few to pick from. There is one correct answer to this, and it's <laughs> Emi Buendia. He, he look at the numbers, he's topping the numbers, apart from goals, obviously, Pooh's got more goals. We've got 10 goals, 10 assists, I think it is now. He's just so influential. I think it's over 100 chances created now, Jacob. Yeah, he's man. Just, um, yeah, he's, he's, no. he's like, like you're saying, he's, he's a Premier League player in the Championship, and... The only problem is he sometimes, with that South American flair, likes to get himself sent off. But, you know, like we say a lot on our podcast, his couple of negatives are outweighed by about 10 positives in a game. His hunger, his work rate. You'll be amazed when you watch him just how hungry he is every single game. And it's been brilliant, this international break, that he doesn't play for Argentina because um, he gets a, a nice rest. So he'll be fully fit and ready to go against you guys, which, um, yeah, should scare the life of you because he is the most, he's definitely the best player I've ever seen at Norwich. And, I would say probably the best player the championship's ever seen. Yeah. I mean, we're not worried, man. We've got Richard Keel at the back. We'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Where's Richard Stearman now? <laughs> oh, he's still there. He's, uh, yeah, he's just come back from an injury. We've got so many Richards at the problem. Uh, so anyway, we'll, we'll come on to, to the match. But um, obviously, we played you guys first game of the season. Um, I realised, and especially with the game, like, it was pretty much every three days in the championship. It's quite... Quite a way off, but can you remember much of that game? And had you been keeping an eye on Huddersfield? What what did you kind of make of us really? I remember from Norwich perspective, I remember being very pleased that Adamida came off the bench and scored. And I thought, oh great, he's going to get 10, 15 goals this season. Hasn't materialised at all, unfortunately. Um, the other thing I remember from that game was Shemeswav Poheta would have been his competitive debut. I think I don't think he played in the cup the week before. Um, and he came off the bench and there was that clip of him. It was like a roadrunner or something. He was just so quick through the middle there. And then we actually haven't seen that again yet this season, really, have we, Jacob? No, mate. Um, the, the, thing, it, the thing was in that game, that was ironically the first game we'd ever won without him on the side, which is uh, unique. We've only ever won two games without him. So if he's uh, unfit for whatever reason or injured, red card, you never know, against Preston, could happen. <laughs> he is a ticking time bomb. Um, then you've got a good chance. But um, no, in terms of we, we we looked kind of patchy. It looks like I said it was the first game of the season. We looked like we had a couple of players missing and just not everything was fitting. In terms of Huddersfield perspective, I think um, you guys just looked very blunt up top. You did really well to defend mm. against us. It was obviously Corbrand's first game, a nice high press. I will go on to I think we'll go on to Huddersfield threats in a bit. But um, I was really impressed with Coroma, and I have been this season. When I've looked at him in parts, he looks a really good find. Uh, I don't know how consistent he is. I'm sure you'll tell me soon. Bakuna on his day is obviously, yeah, he'll either score a weldy or you'll just um, see him because of his bright hair. But all in all, um, I think if we're on, on song, we really should be winning this game. 
Yeah, no, fair point. I mean, Josh Karama has, um, he has been probably our best player this season, but he has been injured for three months. Uh, I don't know if he will be fit for this game. It looks unlikely. Uh, like you say, who knows, Bakuna, I've a, <laughs> a hair all the way. So yeah, it's going well. So, um, I mean, obviously guys, um, for the people that are watching, the people are listening, it's very clear you're feeling very confident about Norwich, um, understandably. <laughs> so what are you kind of expecting from from the game against Huddersfield? Obviously you mentioned you got Preston before this, we're recording mm. before that, but. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a fast start. It's something we've we've tended to do first 10, 15 minutes in games. Haven't always capitalised on our chances. Um, so if you can keep us out for the first 15, you might be all right. Um, like Jacob said, if we haven't got Emi Buendia, you, you do stand more chance. Even statistically, you stand a much bigger chance of winning. But um, I am expecting us to win. Um, not really comfortably, not like a three or four nil, but I'm... Yeah, you'll ask for a score prediction. I'll get, I'll give it to you then. But no, I think you'll be all right. But I am expecting a win. Yeah, I'm the same. But then I look at that game, which stands out my head, which I watched. Obviously, you absolutely battered Swansea. And if we're off it, then you've got the players to capitalise. Like you say, if Karoma's not fit, then that's obviously a big kind of um, benefit for us. Is it Mbenzu who's playing quite well recently? I've seen mm-hmm. score a couple of free kicks. Um, obviously, Umar Nias, who, who knows mm-hmm. what on earth he's going to bring to the table. We're, we're missing Ben Gibson for the rest of the season. So if you have any way, shape or form of contacting Carlos Corbran, just say, um, uh, go for Christoph Zimmerman because he, he turns like a double-decker bus on a good day. So he will be the one to really try and target. Um, but no, all in all, I, I feel confident because we're on such a good run of form at the minute. It's nine wins from 10. Um, yeah, 11, 12 points clear at the top. And Preston will be a difficult one because we've got a lot of players freshly coming back from international duty. So if we draw or lose that one, then uh, we will be, yeah, fully fired up for, <laughs> for you guys uh, on the Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, no, well spotted about Swansea, because that's that's what I was going to mention. We When we've played teams who, you know, are expected to win against us, who have come out a bit more, um, we've actually surprised a few. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not so confident. But um, clearly you guys are. So I will ask how you see the game going and, and your score prediction for, for the match to close off. I'm going to go 2-0 Norwich. Um, I can know the one thing I always do on school predictions never back Norwich keep a clean sheet I know we've done well in that regard but we do still like to give a slight chance away I'm going to go 3-1 but I wouldn't be surprised if it's tighter than that I think if Corbran comes with the correct press but also when able to sit off like if you press Norwich for the first 5-10 minutes go aggressive we will be surprised a, a couple of teams have done that recently Luton did that had a couple of great opportunities and then they did it too much. And like a mid-table team, we kind of picked them off and, and scored and won easily on the day. But if you do come and press correctly and then drop off and probably play a five in the back, we will struggle more often than it being an easy win. But no, I, I think 3-1 and hopefully we keep marching on. Yeah, I think that's interesting. We do tend to start quite quickly as well. So um could be an interesting... I think it'll be an interesting one for the neutral. And obviously... Who's the got... main threat we have to worry about? Who main threat. We need to... uh, I th- How's O'Brien been? Yeah, been? we're linked with yeah. O'Brien. Oh, were you? Oh, um, yeah, he's yeah. been. He hasn't had the best season, but he's been a lot more improved recently. Um, so, I mean, local lad, like obviously want him to do well. He's he's picked up a bit recently, but he's had to play like left back at times and stuff. Um, yeah, main threat. I, I do think in Benza's, um, you know, like he he on his day. I mean, he's, I think he's like got like eight assists or something and obviously he's, he's good at a set piece and you know if those um 
if you're giving away like kind of fouls outside the box, I think um, he's he's really as good. He's scored quite a few. Um, he's tricky. I, I would say Karoma's been our best player this season, but obviously we haven't seen him for a while. So um, yeah, probably in Benza. It's weird, Fraser Campbell. Um, <laughs> I mean, is our strike force is yeah, yeah. Our strike force now is basically a Premier League uh, dream team of strikers in 2013. <laughs> Yaya Sanogo, Fraser Campbell, and uh, Omar Nias. So. Um, Fraser Campbell can can surprise, um, you know, never know. But uh, yeah, I think you guys, uh, I think unfortunately you guys are, are going to come away with a win, but um, we will see anyway. But chaps, uh, I could talk about Huddersfield all day. I'm sure you could talk about Norwich all day, but uh, we'll we'll leave it there because the sun's nice and I want you to enjoy it. So uh, cheers for coming on. Very uh, welcome, Brady. Thanks for having us. Right, cheers. Yeah, they were certainly in, in buoyant mood anyway. Um, but anyway, you're the coach again. Time, guys. Um, are you tweaking your lineup? Obviously, uh, you know, two games in three days, four days. So, um, bit of a bit of a tweak. Uh, Cam, are you making any changes or same team? I will be making a couple of changes. Um, I'm saying this in the future tense, as if this is definitely happening. I'm going to go conditional. I would make a few changes. Um, I'd have I'd have Keo coming in uh, for one of uh, Reg Star or Steeman. Steeman, if he gets any sort of knock we can't have a repeat performance of uh, what happened um, at the start of the season can we um Schofield of course keeps his place in goal um I'm hoping now I've gone for the shout that Toffolo might be available of course don't know but I'm going to say people on the right this time Toffolo um on the left otherwise switch rings or switch wings throw row or even use Holmes um in there I'd bring Bakuna back in like I said I think he should be fully rested by then potentially for Lewis O'Brien um and then and there's no uh, personal mandate about O'Brien there. I don't think we've quite seen the best of him until perhaps the last few weeks before the international break. And so I wouldn't want to overuse him. Um, equally, though, it could be any of those middle three. Uh, and, and finally, I would say Campbell and Sonogo, perhaps just for rotation. But to inject that pace, I'd like to see him Benza um, brought on later on. Um, but really, again, um, it's, it's hard to say with the, with, the, um, with the front men, isn't it? I think Campbell is important. I think he'll be a key performer in this game because if he can get between the lines, uh, we're going to have to use him with his, with his work off the ball. Um, Sonogo and Benza, again, it's or even the ass if he did happen to be fit. I'm going with no. Um, but I'd like to see the rotation in there. And it's just nice to have a multitude of options now at the other end of the field. Danny Ward as well. He's he's welcome back with open arms if he if he can uh, if he can get on. I'm just going to go with who's who's going to be fittest though and who's uh, had more football. And so Sonogo is the man to partner Campbell for me. No, I think that's a good shout, uh, Quinny. Any any changes to your team? Jason Punching coming in. Yeah, possibly Punching. I'm speaking with Albert tomorrow as well, so if we can get him on alone. Um, <laughs> I think Toffolo in for me if he's fit. I think um, even if it's just 60 minutes or whatever, get getting back in the side. Um, I would agree with what Cameron said earlier. I really, really like watching Vallejo play. Um, I like the way he plays. I like the, the way he dictates play, his passing range. I, I think he's been a really good addition and I'd like to see more of him, to be honest. Um, and It's just where he fits in when when Hogg's fit and you know I know he's rotated around, played right centre-half as a three. Um, maybe playing him and Hogg in a holding position just to try and suffocate that space that sort of Norwich exploits so well, just sort of a different um, method of going about it. But again, Sonogo for me, in for this game, um, give him the start, uh, get those get those minutes in his legs. I think it'd be a really good game for him to go into. I think he'd be chomping at the bit, the new players. I agree, I think Keogh will play one of the two. I don't think he'll play both. Um, and then we might see some balance again with Pippa back on the right-hand side if, if Toffolo is fit. But I think there will be four or five changes for the Norwich game. That That's the way I'd go, just to bring that freshness in. But Again, you talk about like 
man management if you're talking to these players that have just come in the door and maybe players that are coming back from injury as well, Toffolo, your wards. What an opportunity this is to play against two of the top sides in the championship and put yourself in the window for either getting a new deal with us or getting yourself a move. And for me, we've talked about that before. You've got to think about what the motivations are for players. So if Pippa is wanting a move and he's got a half an eye on it, these are the two games where he's got to stand out um, against what we've classed in Norwich as a Premier League standard team. So if he's gonna if he's gonna put in a performance or Snogo's gonna come in and prove his worth, these are two brilliant games for them to come in and, and try and capitalise on on that sort of um, agenda. No, great point. I mean, um, you know, Pippa is staying here forever, though. You know, despite yeah, what I said earlier. So, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I've gone for a couple of changes too. Um, I think we kind of all in unison here. I, I, I change things around here because I think this is the more. Uh, I think Brentford's the more winnable game, or we've got a better chance there. So uh, I've put um, I swapped Stearman in for Keo because I think I want Stearman to have a bit of redemption against Norwich, get some elbows in there, get some revenge. Um, I, I've actually I agree with what you were saying, Cam, and talking about Pippa. He's been playing a lot for the under twenty ones, and uh, talking like we say, I, I think Brentford's more winnable. So I've actually put Dehaney in because I've never been a big fan of Dehaney, Matt. If you listen to our to our main podcast, doesn't like Dehaney, but I actually think he's been okay this season. When he more recently, I think his issue is he's not Pippa. Um, but I think give him a start. I've um, I've kept I've kept O'Brien in. Uh, I've also kept Hogg in, um, but I've put Bakuna back in again. Just think freshen it up. Um, and I've kept Rowe because again, I think Rowe just needs to play a bit more and cement himself. Particularly, I know Toffler might be fit, but. Um, Again, Toffolo's another one of those players. You know, when I've, I've spoken to loads of fans this season, they talk about how good Toffolo is. And I think um, maybe, unfortunately, Rowe should be playing a little bit more just in case. And like we say, we don't know uh, at, at the time of team news. So I've kept him back in. But I think Fraser Campbell needs a rest. I know he's had two weeks off, but I think because we're not expected to win, I'd, I'd start Sonoga, but I'd pair him with Vimbenza. Um, again, we'll be interested to see with Nias. But from what I've heard, Nias is actually quite quick. So we could maybe, maybe I'd bring him off the bench. But um, like you said, we've got Danny Wall. We've got so many strikers now. I don't know what we're moaning about earlier. Um, but Sonogo and Benza, I think, could be an interesting combo. And like you were saying, Quinny, I think it's a bit of a free hit, really. You know, we're not expected to win. You're right, though. All good things must come to an end in terms of wins. And you said the same thing about Cardiff. And look what happened. We probably should have won that game. So... Who knows? I, I think we saw with Corbram when he made those uh, so many changes against Bournemouth. He kind of... I think that's why he then played the same team for the next nine games. And that's kind of what's affected us this season. But I don't think that I'd matter too much. Um, and we've got more winnable games coming up. But anyway, I'll stop rambling. Um, Quinny, you know, you have predicted a defeat, but how do you see this game going? And what is your actual score prediction? I'm going to go 2-0 Norwich. Um, yeah, I think they'll just have too much for us on the day. Um I'm going. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight with these words coming out of my mouth. But um, yeah, I, I just think I think two nil um, away from home. They're flying. Um, you know, massive incentive for them. I think the run of games they've got as well. I think they've got quite a favourable run over the next few games as well. Um, so a real chance to sort of cement the place, and that'll be their motivation, won't it? So yeah, I'm going to go. Unfortunately, I'm going to go two nil Norwich. I'm. I'm going to. 
I'm going to say that I, I don't think that's I don't, I don't think that's like unrealistic at all because I've gone for a two goal winning margin as well, but not for Town. I think that again three one Norwich and, uh, and 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 yeah, I can see Campbell getting on the score sheet for Huddersfield Town. That's my optimism. That's that's it. I'll leave that there. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I have the same scruples as you, Quinny. I'm quite happy to predict a Town uh, defeat at the moment. Um, but I, I, yeah, for me, for me, I think that it'd be interesting to see how they do against Preston um, at the weekend. But no, I just I, I can't see anything other than the Norwich win, and I don't think there's any shame in that looking at where we are in the table at the moment. No, absolutely. I've also gone for a for a defeat, Quinny. I'm sorry to yeah, you know, to, to the worst. But I've I've been slightly more positive. I've gone for a close two one defeat for town. Um I think we might surprise them and give them a bit of a tough game. Um interesting you said about three one for um uh, Cam the Norwich lads predicted that as well because they Again, we are getting some compliments. I don't know if it's a bit like Guardiola when he says, our oh, teams who play the right way. Um, you know, it's one of those compliments where, yeah, because that's when you batter us and, you, you know, if anyone goes defensive. But, um, yeah, 2-1, I think I can I can weirdly see... I mean, I basically predicted a, a draw and a defeat, but I can weirdly see the, us being right in this and then, like, maybe, like, a last 10-minute goal for them just because their quality will kind of shine through. But um, I... You know, James always talks about it, but Sunogo's my lad. I want him to do well. I think Sunogo's going to get a goal there. So I'm even going for my prediction. He's going to get the one for us, Sunogo, to get up and running. Uh, so we will see. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously, that's pretty much it. Is there anything else, lads, you wanted to add before before we shoot off? And I'll let you watch the rest of England Poland. I mean, for me, just uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. Other than I'll take any points that are thrown at us over the next few uh, next few days. Um, not expecting much, but just uh, just want to see them turning performances. And uh, like I said at the start, I think we can guide ourselves through reasonably um, carefully now to the end of the season. But famous last words, so I'm uh, going to leave it there. Yeah, same for me. Point on Saturday, and let's hope we can be competitive. I think that's the thing. Um, use that as a bit of a benchmark for where we want to head in terms of some of the players as well that are you know going to be with us long term I think it's a, a good couple of games for us but if we, if we could get one point from either game I think I think that's a realistic return if we can get two then that'll be brilliant we will see we will see well you know what who knows we might be uh Saturday next time talking about uh six points and uh wouldn't that be a lovely Easter weekend but we will see but um yeah no cheers cheers lads for coming on and um to everyone listening thanks for for listening as always and uh, hope you all have a lovely easter and hopefully town can spring a surprise we will see all right take care oh what a night late in may in 2017 scored it was a heavy what a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night Wagner singing, we are Premier League The greatest sight in Georgia Square did see What an evening, what a night Got a funny feeling when he walks And a fence And then The commentator yelled He takes that chance Oh, what a night
Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.